What's up, everyone? I'm Conan from Exmortis, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. Partner Chris, I'm Bruce. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. What's up? What's up, Chris? What's up, Bruce? Thanks for having me. No, no problem. You know what I find interesting? You're sitting in front of a green screen with no virtual background. Oh, I know. <laughs> it, it's my uh, my usual setup when I when I stream guitar stuff and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> you guys are out in LA, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, we're in uh, Los Angeles, California. But uh, most of the members in our in our in our inception, I guess, was uh we're all from Whittier. So, I mean, okay. we, we like to bring that up every once in a while, <laughs> Where is even though Whittier? I don't live in Whittier anymore. <laughs> Where is that? That's a, uh, it's a little more inland. It's like, uh, you, you know, just going uh, further East from LA. Uh, it's about like that. And with traffic, it's a good, uh, maybe 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> without traffic. What would it be? It should be like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> There's no LA without traffic. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends on the time. In the middle of the night, you'll get lucky, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, I've seen photos of LA, and I'm like, I'll never drive there. It's just never gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. There's a lot of asshole drivers too. You know how they are. <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere, man. Yeah, it's true. But <laughs> everyone else is just more congested over here. <laughs> the best part about asshole drivers is they're never you. They're always everyone else. That is the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I think I've developed some uh, asshole uh, attitudes on the road, so I, I probably do some asshole things here and there. <laughs> we so all it's do. Poisonous. Yeah. It's we poisonous. All do. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So uh, let's talk about Ex Mortis then. If we want to just jump right in, Necrophonies due out in what, like three weeks ish? Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, very soon. Uh, on the twenty fifth, we're uh, we're really stoked about this album. Yeah, uh, we're pretty. Uh, what's the word? Uh, we, we're we're trying something else with this album, kind of. I mean, nothing really different. Nothing like say, you know, like say for Metallica doing doing the black the black album when that came out. That was pretty different, I guess, for for what they were already doing. But uh, not so much for us. So I think this time around, we're just doing a we're pushing a different aspect of our song of our sound because. Um, we 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 figure with, with a new record label, let's emphasize a new cycle, and uh, kind of what we did with our previous uh, 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 records with prosthetic prosthetic mm-hmm. records. Uh, Save the sword was another like a kind of a reinvention of our of what we of what we do. Uh, this one is not as crazy drastic, maybe, but uh, it's definitely a, a different uh, different tone, much darker tone than the our usual heroic lyrical content and whatnot. It's a little more darker. Okay. The first thing I noticed when I listened to the song was the recording quality was just unfucking believable. Yes. Like, wow, thanks. <laughs> you, you could just hear everything. Like, every it's pretty rare, especially in metal, like aggressive metal, where you can focus in and pick out everything. Like, everything was louder than everything else. It was really, I'm not <laughs> sure who did that, but it was really, I've never heard it in a metal record, to be honest. So, how was that achieved? Oh. Uh, well, all thanks to uh, our usual our usual guy, uh, Zach Oren. Uh, we've recorded uh, since Slave the Sword. We've been recording with him. Um, but again, I guess sometimes it depends on maybe the gear we're using, the, the you know how we're playing uh, everything, recording everything. 
sometimes it, it we decided to you know muddy the the, the bass a little bit <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> we're just kidding, but this time around, uh, you could hear the, the bass a lot more. Um, I think it's also just with the gear, the player as well, and uh, it just yeah, it, I'm really I'm glad at when how it came out uh, with the, just the clarity that it did because yeah. you know there's a lot of shit, there's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> we 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 have a lot of notes. We were definitely on the on the max maximalist side of of uh, of the spectrum. You know of um, you know how much shit can can you put in in a bar? <laughs> so um, there's a lot of shit going on. So there's a lot of you know thick textures and we te- we like to write the bass parts that you know counter the the guitar harmon- harmony structure and when all that's all that good stuff so it's good that you could hear a lot more of it now on this record i think uh zach really pushed for that uh, and, it, and it came out great oh well, yeah. it's so melodic too like it's like for such an aggressive sound i was just like man that is so melodic like i just couldn't wait to hear the bass do that thing that it was gonna do and i was like oh that's so <laughs> cool you know yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, thank. Uh, yeah, we, we we love a lot of uh, different kinds of music. So I think we all naturally, uh, obviously, m- melody is, is a great uh, a great unifier for a lot of things going on in our songs. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of influences, you know, from growing up, different different kinds of music. So we kind of just put put everything together, and we all decide like, oh, is this good enough? Is this crappy? Like, how do we make this better? If we can't, we'll just hey, scrap that shit, work on something else, and get it done. Uh, so yeah, we kind of just you know work together to make it uh you know the best song possible best album possible that we could come up at the time and um yeah we're pretty 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 uh impressed with ourselves that we were able to do it in uh during the pandemic because we were all you know depressed and shit at the time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but writing this kind of music probably helped you get through it though right absolutely yes i i I would say that uh it, it did um there's a lot this album is a little more introspective on 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 theme and stuff uh i mean it it only makes sense right uh that's what we all felt at the time and um yeah this is a much darker tone in in our in our songs sure there's like still heroic figures uh that you know we write about because it's just that's our style right uh but this time it's a little more about like you know i guess uh songs about uh, redemption songs about curses songs about like uh just tragic heroes uh versus like you know glory all the time um, so yeah, that's very reflective of, of the times for us. And, um, yeah, we were like all like, you know, moping around a lot, you know, for the first half of the, the whole thing. And, uh, we were just, we just really put, made an effort to pick ourselves up and be like, no, we got to finish this album. You know, we got to make, you know, define our purpose again. You know, we can't just let this shit bring us down anymore. So it pulled together and finally, uh, you know, we did it, we re- recorded it and, uh, we're really excited about it. With everything that was going on, was there ever a thought like, shit, we may never do this again or we may never get back out and do it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at, well, at, at the very beginning, we're like, oh, this shit, this shit will blow over in a, in a bit, you know, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's still going. Yeah. So, yeah, after a, a, a couple of months in, we're like, damn, OK, this is pretty fucking serious. We're very likely not going to be able to do this ever again. We'll see how it is. And we, we don't know what to expect. Um, so, yeah, that that was a, a thought that we had a, that we carried with ourselves a lot of the time then we would just get together and jam and we're like damn what's what's the point <laughs> you know but <laughs> but uh yeah it was pretty uh, pretty depressing and uh you know uh but no but we kept you know we realized you know we why we do it and you know we just want to keep expressing ourselves and having a good time uh playing you know songs that we uh that we make and that we like like to jam all the time you know we, right. we we're hoping for the, a better future and, and whatever and yeah um, it just you know like again it took us a little bit just to get out of that depressive mindset that we kind of let ourselves fall into and i'm sure a lot of us did 
during this time, uh, depending, it doesn't matter, like uh, whatever background and careers we all have, it, it fucked us, you know, fucked us all over in a way. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we had, we had depressive thoughts, but, uh, we, we pulled ourselves out of that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's all for the best. You know, we, we, we finished the album and, uh, we're a lot happier now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that I was like thinking about is you're from LA, this type of music, I don't associate with LA. So how, how does that, like, when I think of LA, I think of like rock and roll, like glam metal hair metal motley crew yeah 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 yeah. i know yeah (laughs) yeah so like how does a band like you come across in a city like la good point i don't know i I guess because we're from whittier remember i mentioned (laughs) mentioned that we're from whittier (laughs) (laughs) depending on traffic (laughs) depending on traffic yeah (laughs) yeah That's right. No, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question because, yeah, uh, that's like the, that's what people think of, I guess, uh, especially uh, people that are not in heavy metal. Like they think, oh, L.A. is a bunch of like that whole, you know, the rocker scene, the, you know, sleazy rock kind of shit yeah. going on. Dave, Davey Lee Roth, you know, doing cocaine all the time and <laughs> all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. For us, I think it's just uh, we just had so many like influences. Uh, uh, my dad was into a lot of heavy metal. He did like some of that sleazy stuff. Uh I guess we, we he was more into, of course, like the, I guess the the more serious stuff. I guess like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, obviously across the pond, you know. Yeah. So um, I, I I listened to a lot of uh of what he, obviously what he had. My parents had uh, uh at the time like uh, records or CDs, uh, cassettes, and uh yeah, a lot of it was the, the you know they're from the UK. Uh, Germany Scorpions was one of my uh, one of my favorite bands. Uh, at the you know when I grew up, got me into the you know the the rock metal i guess proto metal uh sound um so maybe that's what it is i, I was probably more inspired by the proto metal i don't know what you what you want to call these yeah. uh, the new wave british heavy metal bands they're just right. like heavy metal i guess true heavy metal not so much like uh, thrash death metal black metal all that stuff yeah but uh, yeah so exactly so yeah the roots obviously always go back to that uh Every, every time I, I, you know, need input, I, you know, you know, review my favorite albums and whatnot. And, uh, and I, I know the rest of the guys do too. Uh, I, I know we all grew up with say different, make maybe different bands, different, different favorite bands, but we all like the same shit regardless. So it's a lot, a lot of it, it's just from the roots, roots of heavy metal. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we kind of skip over the sleep stuff. Uh, I mean, we like that sleeve stuff. Don't get, don't get me wrong. It's just that it, it's, uh, not where we draw our inspiration to, to play that kind of music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the, my favorite out of all of them would probably be like Van Halen, the, the party vibe kind of L.A. St- uh, style. But yeah. I don't think that really shows a lot in our in our music. I think we we are more, uh, I guess, in the uh, I don't know, Ozzy Osbourne uh, uh, park. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to, how to call this a region of where where it's a little more serious, a little dark, a little more trying going going for that that sound and uh, and uh, vibe. Well, I think too, a lot of people when they think of like the early days of thrash metal, they they think, oh, San Francisco, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. But Megadeth, Megadeth was an LA based band. Yeah, right? uh, Slayer, right? Yeah, yeah, Slayer. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, thrash bands that you know have come was out and uh, I guess Holocaust fanaties <laughs> from LA. Yeah, I think they are. I forget. Good question. Yeah. I should know this, but I I I, <laughs> I would assume they are. They are very much seem like they are yeah <laughs> i hope i hope it's not like a situation for like ccr like they're from they're from uh from california but 
you would think they're from the South. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's a situation like that. I, I'm pretty sure they're from LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what was the, what was the process of, so you come out of the pandemic and you are, you got a bunch of songs, you have to get them recorded. You're getting a new record deal. You're working with a new record company. That must've been kind of stressful and exhilarating at the same time. Oh yeah. I, I think, uh, well, the fact that, uh, nuclear blast, uh, had any interest in us was uh, really was awesome for us. We were like pretty, we're just blown away. It was at the time surreal. And it's actually, we had the offer before the pandemic. Okay. So we were ready to go. We're like, like, let's do it. We had, a, we had another tour set up to go, uh, and all of it, it all went to shit. So that's where we're like, ah, oh, fuck, what's going to happen. Thankfully, uh, they still honored the contract that we all signed and whatever. So that worked out and I appreciate, uh, uh, their their patience for uh you know the lack of releasing anything during the pandemic but i mean <laughs> yeah. i guess that's that's understandable <laughs> so um but yeah i mean the whole time was I mean, stressful you know regardless of the uh, pandemic situation uh but it, it, it was very exciting yeah like uh we, again that's the thing that's why we kind of pushed for like a, a different aspect of our sound um kind of pushing like a darker tone that we kind of had here and there but just to emphasize it more to kind of just be like check it out we could you know we could be, you don't have to do the same shit all the time. And, um, and yeah, it's so far so good. They, they all seem to like it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, so far so good with the fans, with the singles, uh, you know, they, they seem to be enjoying uh, the new songs. I mean, again, they're, they're not as crazy different as what you would expect, but they seem to dike the dark, uh, dig this darker aspect that we're pushing. Uh, so, every yeah. comment I read was basically, holy shit. So <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good. That's, that's that sounds like a good holy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're along for the ride with you, right? Because sometimes yeah. if you change right. it slightly, you lose. Yeah. Thing. Uh, absolutely. I think. Uh, yeah. That, that's that's been the case. Even like say from our first album, which actually uh, turned 15 years old uh, a couple days ago. Wow. Um, ever since that release, uh, when we changed sound or whatever, we lost so many fans. Or I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we truly lost them, but they're very like a lot of people didn't like the new sound or, or whatever even though we we sometimes play the really old songs and stuff but yeah i mean it just yeah i, I get what you mean it's kind of like it's really risky to change ever so slightly yeah <laughs> it but, is um and, and i mean in the end it's just like uh we we, we write music for ourselves and it's, it's kind of <laughs> harsh to harsh to say that but about fans not that we don't appreciate what, what they what they uh do for us you know coming to shows by our merch and stuff but in the end it's like we we write music for music for ourselves and uh we're expressing ourselves and uh we appreciate everyone you know coming along for the ride and, and experiencing our our mind if you will okay greetings from evergreen podcasts we're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you the information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers i know most people don't like ads but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. What what was it like? Was Nuclear Blast like supportive? Were they involved in 
in the songs? Like, were they picking songs that you were giving? Like, how how was it different compared to what you were used to before? Um, interesting. Yeah, they were pretty much down with anything that we wanted to do. I was actually uh, surprised by that because I was uh, I was not expecting, but I was kind of like you know thinking, what if they uh, wanted you know have some sort of producer help us with the songwriting or arrangement or whatever and no they they were totally cool they're like they i guess they trusted us <laughs> trusted our judgment <laughs> let's go with, make with the things, record uh, yeah and like, like we we just uh we we sent them everything our, our you know our layout of what we wanted and there was really not much too much back and forth like of you know oh maybe you should do this and that uh i think more so on like on the layout side there was more discussion there but uh, musically, uh, no, not, not, not at all. I don't, I don't recall anything of them telling, oh, you should do this or that. I think we had more of that with the previous record label, Prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I find that, uh, I find that little, very yeah. interesting because uh-huh. Nuclear Blast is such a massive heavy metal label. Yeah, you know, yeah. you think oh, yeah. that they would, you think that they would be not like right, telling you how to write your songs, but they would be like, right, we don't have this, this, we have seven songs, we need six more, whatever, you know, yeah. You, like a lot of labels try to keep bands writing for as long as they can until they think they have what they need. Do you know what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But no, nothing nothing like that. Uh, nothing of that sort. Uh, even in the past, uh, we never really had much, uh, uh, I guess, like that that sort of input from from the record label, which is cool. I mean, I, I do like, I do enjoy the freedom um again i'm not i'm not wholly against the the idea of having uh you know maybe some some guidance to see what what they want uh i mean we are on their label after all so i mean I, i'm not totally against those concepts or, or ideas so um yeah i mean any idea is good it's it's more than welcome and obviously we will do whatever we can to you know make it work uh just so long as we're all happy and if we're not obviously then that would be uh, i guess selling out right yeah right. <laughs> no i just i just we've talked to multiple artists on nuclear blast and they all tell us the same thing they say go make the record and then we give them the record you know that's it yeah and i'm just like yeah it's it's beautiful (laughs) yeah i mean that's how i feel it should be you know uh it's uh it's it's really it's really cool it's really cool that they uh that you know they're 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 giving us the same same treatment (laughs) yeah did did they give you a list of producers or did you just choose who you wanted to use and they said um we 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 told them oh we're gonna go with uh, with Zach Oren uh, again and they're like oh that's fine that's cool I guess because they I guess they liked what he had done for us before so so they knew what they're what they're getting themselves into yeah. um so uh, I'm not sure about the next record I don't know if they want like maybe a different kind of sound or or a you know outcome of, of you know production so uh, we'll see what happens um but uh, no matter what you know Zach Oren's there and we'll always go back to him if you if, if you ever need him because he's a great great guy to work with he understands what we want. And again, he's like another, another homie from, from not from Whittier, but you know, yeah. he's another homie that has the same background and upbringing of, of what we, of what we like, like to jam and right. whatever. So he's, he's a really cool, cool, cool producer and just overall engineer. He's really, he's really good. Nice. I like how you're like, you're, the record's not even out yet. And you're like, but maybe on the next one, your art, like <laughs> creatively, you're always making moves, right? You're always thinking well, about what's next. Yeah, I mean, again, I kind of, uh, it's also sometimes, uh, well, like like previous uh, uh, record label, uh, Prosthetic, they uh, they kind of recommended going with someone else before, uh, like I think for the second album with them. And we're like, no, we like Zach. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to work with Zach at the time, uh, strictly. 
Um, but uh, but I'm just like things like that. It's just I'm I'm just kind of preparing for uh, not the worst, but like preparing for you know situations in the future could come up, and I'm just trying to trying to plan for that and and you know just be ready for it. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm already writing the next album. I I just I can't stop writing music. I just I I hear shit in my head, and I'm have to, I have to put it down, even if it's not, not not even on guitar. I'll like write write out like orchestral ideas and stuff because I'm like I, I have to like put it down. I'm gonna use that at some point probably. <laughs> so are you are you well trained in theory? Uh, I would say I'm pretty pretty yeah. I'm I'm not like. I'm not like a brainiac in, in music theory, but I love it. I love, I still, I still learn a lot. I still like uh, studying scores of my favorite composers. And uh, yeah. And I like to use a lot of their, uh, I guess, structures and uh, like arrangements uh, for, for Ex Mortis, as you could probably tell. <laughs> yeah. From uh, not just from like the covers that we do, the classical covers, but uh, also just uh, some of the song structures have a very classical feel on uh, with well, of course classical sounding like licks and melodies but also just uh, structure wise i like to follow uh strictly or loosely at times sonata form uh that's very common in like the first movement of a symphony yeah and uh yeah i think uh, i think a lot of exports ideas do lend, do lend themselves to to that uh kind of form where it kind of like organically grows into something and you know yeah. so expresses you, itself that way so did you play piano Sorry. Did you play piano before uh, guitar? No, no. I've I've I played guitar. Uh, guitar was my first instrument, and uh, actually, no. Bass was my first instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started off on bass. Uh, but uh, I I learned piano uh, way, way after, and and even that, I'm not even good. I, I I gave my piano to my little cousin for his birthday at one point, so I don't even have a piano anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I should get one because I, I I like to look at music. Uh, you know, horizontally, uh, you know, one, one dimension versus the two dimensional, uh, guitar, right? Like yeah, yeah this way. And then that way, <laughs> so, yeah. um, it, it's interesting to see how, you know, things work that way, uh, in a, you know, on a different instrument. I recommend that for anyone like writing music, try writing, you know, different things on different instruments just to, uh, kind of get a different, like, uh, different angle, maybe, and maybe, uh, make you, you know, I think it'll make you write a lot better too. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked that question is because oftentimes when people are well-versed in theory, it's because they started on piano before mm -hmm. they went anywhere else. Because piano is really the most complete instrument, right? It's drums, it's bass, yes. it's melody, it's it's chords, yeah. it's it's everything. So yeah, and you study classical music. So that that's really why I was asking that question, because in your music, you can hear that there's a lot of theory in going on <laughs> there. Even if, even if it's not like, oh, I'm going to write this out just like this, you, mm -hmm. you're you very well aware of what's going on musically and you're not trying to do things just to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, there, there are those kinds of decisions, though, um, at the same time, because... Uh, Again, it depends on what, I'm, what what we're going for at that during that time in the song, if it's the whole song or just a part of it. But I, I, I'll purposely like go for that that style. I guess I wanted to make it sound. Oh, this I want to sound to sound like a Baroque piece. I want this yeah. track to sound like uh, something Beethoven would do. Blah blah blah. So I'll follow those guidelines, those rules that I've learned from from uh, studying my my scores and stuff. But I don't always do that because, you know, if I do that, it, you, you will lose a lot of the rock elements. So I'll, I'll I'll break the rules for like, say, other other songs that have more of a, you know, death metal feel, thrash metal feel. Because, you know, if you try it with that, it won't work as well. I don't think you need the power chords, even though apparently 
at the time back then power chords you you, they, you wouldn't do that that's like and that's you can't have those parallel fifths and whatnot <laughs> in, uh, in that's the base renaissance baroque and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah right so so exactly but but i still at the same time will i'll combine them at times and it, and i and it, it usually yields pretty good results because it has like the best of both worlds so essentially that's what we're what we're doing in our in our music you know uh, combining all these elements that we that we just enjoy listening to so that's awesome so I want to go back to revisiting the uh, the lyrics for a second, real quick. Yeah, probably running up on time, but I know you said they were written during the pandemic, and you know everything is darker. But is there something you want your fans to take away from after listening to you know an ex Mortis record, or more specifically this newer record release? Yeah, just uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I I I feel like I I should know the answer to this kind of question that i've been asked for every release and i'm just like i don't know i i just think uh every time we we're trying to express something heroic and and uh just you know kind of a feel-good kind of thing you know there's hardly any real negativity really in, in a lot of our lyrics i mean there's some dark moments and stuff but this time around it's a little more on that side right of course um so what I would say is just uh, in, enjoy enjoy life while you can. Uh, this album is called Necrophony, you know, the the, the symphony of the dead, if you will, and uh, it's just you know written in, in, written in a dark time uh, and reflective of all that shit that's going on. So essentially, I know it's like very dark, but I, I wish for people to feel a lot happier and brighter after experiencing the pandemic and listening to this album because I don't think it's a downer album. Like, oh, it's all you know. Right. depressive kind of thing it's just it's just it's just fueled from that so i would just say enjoy the album as you will and uh you know take take what you will from it you know interpret it as as you will with uh with your own mind nice. so uh yeah all right chris i have one question not related to the band okay go i see it. you're wearing a priest shirt have oh, you yeah. see, did you see priest on the 50th anniversary tour uh fuck when was that i saw them last september that was it. I think yes, last September. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Okay, my wife surprised me. She's like, "Oh, I got I got tickets for tickets for Priest this you know this this weekend." I'm like, "Oh fuck, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was for the 50th anniversary. That's right. Um, yeah, it was great because they played a, a bunch of shit from their whole catalog. They oh, like it was, it was like sp- nice and spread out, like you know, rock and roll and on. I think, uh, or and then they played uh, genocide for sure. I don't know if they played anything from rock and roll. They might have. I forget, man. God damn. <laughs> yeah, there's so many songs. What was that yeah, one? Too many songs. I can't remember the song. It's something highway. Uh, oh, heading out to the highway. Yeah, they did that yeah. song, which shocked yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, played it, they played it apparently a lot in the 80s. I've seen like live footage and stuff, and I guess they took it out later because it's more rocking, you know? Yeah. I, I thought, I thought they're going to play that during their, their painkiller tour yeah. or jugulator tour, which is even heavier. So, yeah, it's just. Uh, it's it's cool to see a lot of the old school rock and roll jams being played again because those yeah. I think that's my favorite era of of Priest. I know this is like one of my favorite albums of all time, but early Priest, like seventies Priest, goddamn, something special about that time. Yes, oh, it's yes, insane! Yes. Hell it's yeah. insane! But yeah. like the thing that blew my mind away when I was at that show, I saw it in in Washington D.C. and it blew my fucking mind. Was they did Painkiller, and how oh, was out there, and he's like in his seventies, right? <laughs> And he's just <laughs> nailing it, like effort, effort, effortlessly. And I was just like, "How, how <laughs> is this even happening right now?" And I was like, "It has to be canned. Like, there, ha- this has to be fake. Like, 
Right. But then he I would know. then he would then he would change it a little bit, you know? And he would, yeah, cuz it doesn't sound like uh it doesn't sound like a rec- the record the recording or maybe he if he, even if he did record it like before the tour. I don't know. It, it didn't seem like No, there was I, no I don't think so. He, yeah, he was doing man, it live. I, I think so. Like he was yeah. doing it live. He but has I was to be just, doing. It. I know. But how the hell is he doing that? <laughs> I don't know anyone that can do that, let night alone a seventy-year-old that can. Right, do that. right, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it, it seems like he's, he's he has been taking care of himself a lot. Because um, I know he he was going through some shit uh, in the nineties. I remember uh, looking up interviews and stuff uh, and, and reading about it too. About during the Painkiller tour. He was going through some shit. I don't know, drugs, uh, a lot of shit like that. Um, and his voice was going a lot, going out a lot, like every night. So he was very, like, much, you know, uh, I guess, really down on himself right. <laughs> yeah. uh, during during this during this uh, tour cycle. But um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but like now, lately, this is like so many years later, uh, he's still he's actually sounding probably even better yes. than, than that time. Yeah, so crazy. it's like it's 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 interesting and impressive as hell <laughs> and he's 70 <Right>. yes <laughs> and and and, oh, and i'll say this firepower is in my mm-hmm. opinion their best record no way like, okay nice no, uh, that's, a, like, that's a good that's a good take yeah and i mean I, I i don't mean it like it's my favorite record but if i look uh, at if i look at their entire catalog and take my mm-hmm. emotions out of the songs like my memories right. of how i first heard them and like if I listen to Firepower, it's just ridiculous how good that record is. Yeah, you're saying it's objectively just yeah. Like if you'd never one. heard okay. Grace yeah, yeah. before, and you uh-huh. heard Firepower and first, first and then you go it's, and back and listen again and again to other records, you're. I mean, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, you know, and actually, I haven't listened to the whole record. <laughs> oh, really? I only listened to the I've only listened to the singles, and I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I need to listen to the whole album now. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's been out for a while, but I'm just I'm late to the game. <laughs> they have another one coming out, like I think this year, oh, later shit. this year. Oh yeah. fuck! But then yeah, done I, I got to get get on it. <laughs> done by Andy Sneap as as well. So oh nice. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mean to turn this into a no. That's fine. I had Sad Wings a, a priest feast when I was getting ready for this. <laughs> oh hell yeah, Sad Wings one of my favorites too. Sad Wings, yeah. Stained Class. I think those two are probably my favorite seventies records from them. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I anyway, didn't mean to turn. We're supposed to be talking about your band. I didn't mean to turn I, I, it into a priest conversation. But yeah, let's talk about priest all, all day. Let's do it. Cool. I, guess, I guess the last thing we need to know is: Are you taking this out on the road? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. When <laughs> happens sometime soon, or is that all? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, we're, we're planning on some things right now, and uh, we should be decided already because it's coming close. But uh, we have some shows. Um. We have, we're playing Metal Injection Fest uh, September 17th, I think. It's on the Sunday. At least there's like a two-day thing. And we're playing the second day, I think. I already forgot. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing that. And then and then we have a, another LA show in uh, on, November, on November 18th. We're playing with Violence and Bonded by Blood. That's, that's going to be really fun. Um, so we're trying to plan something. And it's so far looks like it's looking really good that we're going to be touring in between these dates. Oh, nice. Uh, maybe not the whole time, but just, you know, somewhere in between there. So uh, yeah, so expect expect some news about that uh, very soon, and uh, other things for our, our CD release too, because we plan on another event for for that um, when that comes out. Okay, cool. In a few weeks. Nice. And that brings me to the end of my questions, Chris. You got anything else? I don't, man. Thank you so much for the conversation. I hope you don't mind. This podcast is more of like a 
casual conversation, not like oh, dude, know. hell yeah, that's fine, man. That's that's yeah. that's my jam. <laughs> we just go everywhere. We've been everywhere today yeah, with yeah. other people. So yeah. Oh well, yeah, exactly. That that's totally cool with me. No problem, man. That's fine, guys. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, man. Good luck so much, guys. Well, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Oh, where can up? where can people find out about your band? Socials, oh. website. Oh, social stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, our website is exmortismusic.com. And that has pretty much all the links that you need for that. And uh, also hitting up management and all that stuff. Um, you could also find us on everything on, uh, not everything, but you know, so <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, even though I'm like hardly on there because I don't get Twitter. <laughs> but, but yeah, but uh, yeah, we have we have all those, and uh, yeah, you could you could also find find us on the link tree thing because you know it has other links to stuff that have to do with uh, our, our singles and stuff. So check out exmortismusic.com or our link tree, exmortis, and uh, yeah, you can find everything and anything you need exmortis there. Right, on. awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for oh, yeah. <laughs> Be well. Good luck. Hey, with no the problem. Thank you so much, guys. Right, Take it easy. See you, see you around. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Yeah! Get out! The wrath of the buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The wrath of the buzzard. P-R-O-H files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.